Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay will be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominique? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. <laughs> I'm Chris Lambert. Jesus, Chris with the timing again. Oh my God. He's got a delay. It's the- thousands of dollars in, in drama school. Your timing skills are terrible. No, it's not. Thousands of dollars spent. Your timing is just... Ugh. I think there's a delay on his end. Only, a delay? Only when it's time to say his name. Something. This, this, uh, my mother-in-law is sitting right next to me, everybody, as, as we record this, so I don't know how bawdy I'm going to be able to be <laughs> with my usual <laughs> mouth. She's literally it's, sitting it's right next to me right I, now. I could plug in another mic if you want. You want to plug another mic? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear Get another set of headphones. They're running. She's running away. <laughs> She's running off. Say hello to everybody. Hello to all my fans. <laughs> she already has fans. My mother-in-law already has fans. <laughs> In fact, uh, Randolph, you're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh, they're up for a spring break for Princessa. They got to take her to uh, Great American or what? What is that name of that place? Great, what, where Six, Flags? Six Flags. Where Great are they America? going? Great Wolf Lodge. Oh, Great Wolf. Great Wolf, excuse Great me. Great Wolf Lodge. I guess it's in Williamsburg. I don't know where it's, it's at. It's a couple hours down there, yeah. A couple hours up the road. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's like... That's why we come oh, to New York. That's why we come to New York. Because they'll be oh, okay. there, so we'll be there. So spring break starts basically this Monday. Yeah. And then, yeah. well, this podcast is going up Thursday. Spring break started on, on Monday. On Monday, yeah. And it's uh, not for the gang gang, though. Not for the gang gang. For y'all, spring break started today. Right now. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah. And then does that, because I know colleges have their spring break in March. They're all over the place. So elementary school is coinciding with Easter then? When is Easter? I don't know what their, I don't know what their plan is, because some elementary schools East. have already been off. Some have already been on. They're all over the place. Yeah. Easter. Easter is on the, the, the 20s. Oh, it's the twenty-first. Okay. Sometimes Easter is it like the very beginning of the month? Is it? How do they determine Easter? Well, Superman flies backwards. <laughs> is that how that works? And then, heyo. Because <laughs> I mean, Christmas is See on that the timing, same day. Chris? See that timing? <laughs> Christmas is on the same day every year, but the day we uh, celebrate Jesus being resurrected floats around. Floats around. I mean, how is that possible? Shouldn't there be a day that no I one writes down? Just, I think it's just third weekend of April. Sometimes it's the third very Sunday. Of, isn't it the third Sunday in April? Is that what it is? I, I know, know it's been at the very end of March or early April a couple times. Um, 
I don't know how they determine that. Who determines that? I know you had to go to church on that day. Remember them days, Chris, having to go to church on Easter every Easter? Not really. We didn't. You were Catholic, though, right? So, yeah, so you got over. Yeah, but we just kind of, we were usually down in North Carolina visiting my grandparents and stuff. So we, we kind of bypassed Y'all's that. grandparents didn't make y'all go? Not really, no. Wow. Next year, Easter is April 12th, and the year after, it's April 4th. I don't know how they determine this stuff, but I don't. Well, you know, Jesus he... comes back on a sliding scale. I guess so. Isn't Jesus already here though with Trump? He's already here. Uh, right? He's here in all of us. Yeah, <laughs> he's here because of Trump. And he will raise you up on eagles' wings, <laughs> bear you on the breath of dawn. He's here. I'm a believer now. <laughs> Just, that's, delivered. All, that's all it took in the palm <laughs> I didn't know that was <laughs> Delivered I am delivered How is Easter determined uh, Oh there's a whole thing about this What determines when Easter of course, is You ain't the, the only one who's been curious about this shit the Eastern <laughs> Christian churches still determine The Easter date using the older Julian calendar method the usual statement, the Easter day is the first Sunday after the full moon that occurs next after the vernal oh, equinox is not a precise statement of the actual ecclesiastical oh. rules. All what? this shit is made up, y'all. What the fuck? It's all made up. All right, so get, wait till the first full moon, right? This is and all then just you, made up. The Sunday after that first full moon, that's Easter. It's all made up. And then Superman flies around the world back. <laughs> all this shit is made up. And ter- turns it back to Jesus times. Shit's just made up. I wish Superman would have kept flying and turned it back to Jesus times. It's all made up. He could have stopped the crucifixion <laughs> of the Christ. It's just they're, just, they're just pulling shit out of the air, people. <laughs> so after the first full moon, before the tulips bloom. Do with this information what you will, but it's all made up. <laughs> all we made just up. let them we get to the time when they stop, don't vote. <laughs> where we just... We keep them from voting. It's all made up. Maybe we should have just like just left them over there where they oh. came from. <laughs> they should be thanking us. We just wouldn't be- even had to, had to make that movie Green Book that they're so mad about. <laughs> it all comes here. back to Green Book. <laughs> they wouldn't even have been over here, and it'd have just been fine. All comes back to Green Book. I don't want them in my skill. My skill. Skew. I want them around my daughter. Hell no. Hell yes. <laughs> now, if I'm supposed to be superior, and I think that they're not like me, and I look over to this guy, his penis is bigger than mine, <laughs> I got to vote for to have these schools integrated. Well, all that means is smaller penis is superior. Superior. It's superior to the big one. Women find it more satisfying. The smaller ones? Yeah. yeah. Hey, can you tell that Randall's mother-in-law is not here anymore? Yeah, she's out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> she, they have left. she has left. She has left. She's uh, exited the building. Yeah. Now we can talk about what we really wanted to talk about. <laughs> that's, that's penis size. <laughs> <laughs> penis rhymes with meanest. Rhymes with meanest. Uh, now, if your baby is born on the Sunday after the first full moon, he'll have a little penis. Which rhymes with meanest. <laughs> Rhymes with meanest? Yeah, so Easter, I guess no one wrote down, people wrote down Jesus' birthday, even though he wasn't born on December 25th. 
but no one wrote down the actual date of his resurrection. Otherwise, we would have an actual day. Right? Didn't write it down because it's all made up. I mean, it would, yeah. they would carve it in the stone or something. It's just made up. It's all made Someone up. Someone would would keep that record for time immemorial. That's how mythology immemorial. works, people. You just make things up. Yeah, that's how it works. December twenty fifth is made up, but we've all agreed mm-hmm. there's a, a day uh, that he was born. Just a bit up there, December 25th. Yeah, apparently he was born like in September or some shit. Could have been June 1, who Could knows? Could have been any time, yeah. <laughs> Could have been any time. Could have been June 18th, that's uh, Juneteenth. That's yeah, Juneteenth. could have been Juneteenth. Juneteenth is, is uh, <laughs> Jesus' birthday. Has a dual. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it weren't over here, we wouldn't have to have it. There was a black guy at the gym, and there's an older black Republican at the gym who, uh, the guy whose nephew he is wants me to talk to him. I'm like, you don't want me to talk to him. <laughs> so... He got sucked into this. This other black lady at the gym got sucked into a conversation with, uh, with basically uh, Uncle Ruckus. Okay. And he said that um, she works for the government. She works for the State Department. So he said that the people, black people in Africa, are lazy, just like black people in America. Oh. This is a black man saying this. Okay. But not him. To which, to which she said. Who hurt you? And then she just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> who hurt you? Who who was probably black hurt you? Yeah. 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 He's Uncle Ruckus. He's an old, old, ignorant ass black man. This guy, he wants me to talk to him. I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to your uncle, man. <laughs> like, you're going to undo all the. I got nothing the, to say. I got nothing to say to him. The years of. Uh, black people in, in Africa are lazy. You know? which, which ones? There's well over hundreds of different ethnic black people in there. Which ones? Are Egyptians lazy? Andy, you know this. Are Egyptians uh, lazy? I don't think they're lazy. I mean, I haven't been to Egypt or anything. How about uh, Moroccans? Are they lazy? Moroccans? Uh, I've never met a lazy Moroccan. Never Not one lazy Moroccan. Okay. No. I've never met a I've met some Moroccans. Does the laziness correlate with the with the color of skin? Like the darker somebody is, the more lazy they are? Is that how that works? Well, I, I think so. You think so? Okay. I imagine the, yeah. the Moroccans who come here can't be lazy because they come here generally to to work for a better life. Only right? the ones who stay there are lazy? No one comes here to loaf from another country, right? They come here. Isn't that the... That is true. Isn't that I the mean, story? Like just, I thought that's why they yeah. came here. I thought they just came just to um, just to take benefits from people and not... Well, actually, actually, Andy, Yeah. <laughs> they come over here so they can work for someone white. Ah, okay. Because that's why they come over here. Well, and then they send all their well, money who's back actually, home. Who's actually lazy in this scenario, then? All the dark one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the white one who has people working <laughs> for him? Not that one? Well, you know, he's doing, he's doing a good thing for people. He's being benevolent by giving them jobs. The problem is they're sending all their money back to a foreign country and not keeping it here in America. That's what people get mad about. They come here and they funnel money out of our economy and send it back to their family back in whatever dirt hut they came from meanwhile they're they're uh dodging their taxes so yeah, what right. do? anyway of course uh, anyway let's hear some emails people before we get this thing we got some comments slash emails uh classic patreon comments excellent uh if you're on patreon if you comment we will read that when we read emails hang on where's the uh there it is so we got a comment from the first one is from Brooklyn Shoe Babe. Hey, this is about last week's Monday episode. 
with Mike B. Enjoyed the fuck out of this episode. I'm really a fan of Mike B. I learned a lot about WWE. And we are I, all fans of Mike B. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up watching it from the late 70s and stopped around 2002. I swore The Rock had the official belt. Also, smart advice about investing. My 12-year-old daughter hated going to the movies from ages 4 to 10. Uh, except under the most specific conditions, she was more comfortable in smaller theaters sitting in the middle and entering just after trailers. It was definitely a sensory thing, too loud, too bright, too much echo, and too many people. Up until recently, a hoodie and earplugs was necessary. Also, she needed to sit beside me or her dad. The movie still ain't her favorite thing to do, but she's getting better. I took her to her first anime con, and the crowd didn't overwhelm her. But you're right, Randolph, it's really about learning to regulate the big feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't remember... I guess it's kind of like a car seat. At some point, they just don't need it anymore, like the earplugs and the hoodies and all that stuff. No, I mean, I guess it's loud in there. I've had to put my earplugs on sometimes on the uh, on the Dolby one. Yeah. That was a bitch. Really? Man. Yeah, I put my ear... Up. Fucking queer! <laughs> <laughs> um, we got uh, from, uh, let's see, oh... You know what? Dominic and Mike B both thanked people who shouted them out on Patreon. See, this is what happens. If you shout us out on Patreon, uh, sometimes the people, the sock puppets who are patrons will come into the comments and thank you. Um, We got a picture sent to us from uh, Leslie who said, freeloading fan from Florida, I was taking this picture to send to my son when you asked listeners to send a pic. This is my laundry day view. I love laundry day. Love the show. And then look at this fucking, look at the flex. That's what? It's like. Uh, Where does she live? It's, Don't say it. Uh, she said, and here's what she said. Uh, Bradenton, Florida. Jesus. Yeah. This is uh, some kind of like white sand <laughs> beach kind of situation. There's palm tree. Actually, no, it's not white sand. It's a pool. It's uh, That's the concrete around the pool. A nice big giant pool with a view of the ocean, it looks like, and palm trees. So, uh, hey, good for you, Leslie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, you're doing all right, Leslie. Yeah. Uh, perhaps uh, you should give us some investing advice Yeah. <laughs> while, while we're talking about that. Starting. And then we got a, we got an email from uh, someone named KT. KT from, well, okay, I'll read the email first. Hey, Randolph, Andy, and Sock Puppet of the Week. I'm Kenji, a.k.a. KT. And I'm one of the hosts of Keep the Change podcast. Me and my girl are avid listeners of your show and our patrons. No fucking freeloading here. Love the show. Quick sidebar. One of my favorite episodes was from a couple years ago when you guys were talking about Keith Sweat's song, Right in a Wrong Way. <laughs> fucking hilarious, but I can't find the episode anymore. Right if you guys remember which episode it was, let me know. Anyway. Somebody, Andy probably took it down. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I vaguely remember. Uh, anyway, with it being Game of Thrones season, myself and my co-host Lori, a.k.a. L. Boog, came up with a Game of Thrones rap. We'd love if you would listen and review it on your show. Appreciate you guys. Keep up the great work, and I hope to see you guys uh, live next time in the DMV area. You know Peace. The music? KT. Well, Lambert won't be able to hear it, but yeah. um, P.S. If you guys do fuck with it, Keep the Change podcast is available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Next episode, new episodes every Wednesday. It's a good way of getting your podcast plugged on our podcast is yeah. by telling us how great we are. <laughs> yeah, it um, helps. That Keith Sweat song, I remember we were talking about it at Tim's place. Uh, and then we were talking about how it opens with uh, you may be young, but you're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is problematic. You may be young, but you're ready. 
And we took down all of our old episodes that had copyright music. So this was ready to learn back then. So the, that episode would be no longer up. Um, that's probably like three years ago. Matter of fact, I think he says you're not a woman. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not a little girl. You're uh, a woman. You're, you're not a little girl. You're a woman. Take my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Take my hand. Uh, let, let me statutory rape you again. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do with this email. I'm gonna keep it as new in our in our podcast email folder. And next week when we have uh the regular non Skype setup, we'll listen to the uh Absolutely. To the rap. Um three guys on a Gmail if you want to hit us up on Gmail also. No, Girl. Patreon. Sorry, you can't listen to your song on this episode because I'm on it. Fuck. No, it's, Sorry, I didn't. Chris I didn't, brings people down. I didn't man. bring all the equipment that would make make it so you. It's can a hear black it. cloud over Chris's head right now. Just bring if you can see my down. face, like I'm like, ooh, sorry guys. I mean, we can listen to it and you can't hear it, but that's not fun. That's oh, not I want to be able to hear it. I know that's yeah. not fun. So uh, we'll we'll get it up set up next week and Let then. Let uh, me show you, baby. I'm sure I'm it's yours great. For the taking. <laughs> so you can. I think. What if those singers just sung what they really do? Meant? It you please. Who else was there I'm that day? Gonna... Was Chris? I think Chrissy might have been there that day when we played the Keith Sweat song at Tim's house. Oh, uh, really? Or maybe it was Courtney. You're all I it might have been Courtney. Maybe it was the other black guy, Andy. We have. Uh, what do you mean the other one? Which one? I mean, we have so many. We have. Uh, that's Mike that's B. True. We have. Well, Romaine. I haven't seen him in a while. He's got a baby at home. Um, we got a lot. We got Haywood, you know, uh, I might be out. <laughs> I might be, I, that can't be it. We have many black sock puppets and pre puppets. We do. Courtney Farrington. Blick. 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 But you're Blick. <laughs> so those are the emails and comments this week. Uh, but again, if you're not a freeloader, you want to comment on Patreon. We do always read those. Um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, the NFL. Yeah. What's his name? Nick. Uh, was it Bosa? It's Bosa, right? Is that like Joey Joey Bosa's Bosa brother? Nick Bosa. I think it is. Uh, let's see. Nick Bosa, MAGA loving, Colin Kaepernick hating, top NFL draft prospect. Um, oh yeah. He's like a defensive lineman. He's a defensive end. He's yeah. Yeah. Pass rush specialist. Projecting him to go one. Who? Um, which I find weird. What happened like to a, that? What happened to that brother that was a quarterback? Well, it depends on the team's needs. His picking he's, that one. He's too sh- Randolph. That guy's too short. Oh yeah. And also. Okay. Also too blunt. <laughs> but you'll blick. Um. Yeah, he's from Ohio State. That's where he's from. Yeah. Oh, that's where he went to college. He's he's from Florida. He's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale. Um. He's a four-year starter there, five-star recruit, went to Ohio State. Nick Bosa racist. <laughs> Great just, college career. Just, and what's happening now, because this is now we're getting close to the NFL draft, people are, are looking at his old tweets and things like that. His brother, Joey and Bosa. what did they notice about the tweets, Andy? Well, hold on. His brother also played for Ohio State and plays in the NFL. He plays for the Chargers. He was a third overall pick, his brother, in 2016. His father, John Bosa, was a 1987 NFL draft first-round pick from Boston College by the Miami Dolphins. So it's a football family. Um, people pulled up his old tweets, and uh, he started deleting them. Actually. Isn't that weird? Uh, he had some tweets that were, let's say, a little bit problematic. I don't want to. I don't want to see what these articles say first. 
Yeah, here we go. They have some screenshots. This one is uh, him. Just, it's a picture of Trump and Nick Bosa saying, love this man. So he's a Trump guy. <laughs> um, another one from Nick Bosa. Two most pressing issues in our country, according to Hillary Clinton, climate change and transgender bathrooms. I agree with the climate change. Uh, and he has like the Kermit with the T. So I guess he's trying to say she might be transgender. Um, picture of Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. And he says goats. So he's a big Reagan guy too. Oh, uh, here's one. Beyonce's music is complete trash. Uh, another one. He wasn't but, even born when Reagan was in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was born in 97. Uh, yeah. Black Panther, worst Marvel movie of all time. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Green Book, best movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's another one. Can there be a worse human than Draymond Green? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, you know. Uh, Dwayne Wade looks like a parrot fish. Um, I mean, this is going to make him go number one. Why did he delete this? Well, the thing is, I see, if the rest of his feed was just him on hating, him hating on everybody, you could cherry pick and just pick the black people and say, look at this guy who hates all black people. But it yeah. seems as though that's not the case. Uh, I haven't looked at his actual Twitter feed. But if he says Beyonce's music is trash and then also says insert white artist is trash and then says insert other movie is trash and all that stuff, then he's just a guy who likes to say things are trash. But um, the Trump thing, I think, is what really... Uh, Trump and Kaepernick. Trump, yeah, I can't... Uh, is there a tweet about Kaepernick? It's not in this article. Yeah, he took that one down. Um, he's going to go number one. Of course oh, here he we go. Last year, he seemed to delight in posting political takes, including his support for President Trump on Twitter and le- needling dissenters. He also caused a minor social media stir by criticizing Beyonce, Black Panther, and Colin Kaepernick, all eventually deleted. As the combine drew near, though, his online behavior grew increasingly bland. I asked why he seemed to abandon something he had previously embraced. I had to, he says. There's a chance I might end up in San Francisco. Oh, because that's where Kaepernick uh, played. So. Why San Francisco? Liberal San Francisco. Yeah. Also home of Colin Kaepernick. And there's gays. Gays, blacks. <laughs> All the gay people. People who don't like Trump. So uh, this is the... Well, is there another tweet? Oh, yeah. This is another one where he's replying to someone. He says, LOL, always got to be a race thing. Jeez. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I don't, know, I don't know why you niggers are always making this a fucking race thing. You fucking spear chuckers are always getting <laughs> mad when people say things. Goddamn moon crickets. Can't see why. It's not about race. It's not. Sorry, guys. I only get. I only talk like that when I'm angry. <laughs> uh, so Christ. he's gonna go possibly number one. Uh, probably no lower than like three or four. He'll be, he'll be one. Um, those those owners love are loving that shit. He'll be one. He's a pass rusher. All those other dudes voted for Trump. The owners voted for him. Was, absolutely. Well, the question so would he, be, uh, is is anyone going to tell him to just shut up and play? Or shut up and dribble or whatever they say to football players. Shut up and sack up, quarterbacks. Shut up and sack quarterbacks. Shut up and pass rush, it's, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you're being divisive in the locker room. Is anybody going to say that's Yeah, on? you're being a distraction, perhaps. You're a distraction. You're, you're dividing the locker room. Yeah. Is anybody going to say that's on? No, no, guys. No, guys. He's white, so they're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. No one said it to him in college because these tweets were up when he was in college. Now that he's going to be a pro, he's going to be like, oh, i got to straighten out and be bland. And I'm like, leave leave the shit up, man. These are your words. These are just your opinions, right? So you just stand behind them, yeah, right? Could be. 
What's wrong? You don't want that smoke? Uh, I don't. I don't think he wants that smoke. Although, I mean, if he faces a black quarterback, he can take it out on that guy. I guess. Yeah. All his racial animus. Now, what do the black players on his team? What do you think that they would do with him? Would I they think do the same thing that black players did with um, with Riley Cooper? I think black players on his team would probably be like, "You have no idea. He's not the only one. Like, we got a lot of corn-fed Midwestern." dudes on our teams i wonder what they do with them yeah i think they've probably figured out how to also knowing that the owners and the and the coaches of your team probably agree with them what do you do yeah you compartmentalize you have to you say well we're we're teammates and we don't hang out well like riley cooper it was um you know who pointed out something really good about um kyle corver's uh letter that you and i talked about on the uh mundane festival was um uh, Shannon Sharp's partner. It was Shannon Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless and this this other brother who's a writer, Robert something or other, older older brother. And Skip was saying how you know with Riley Cooper, you know, you, you fuck you wild out the way you wild out as Riley Cooper, and then the owners of the team, the owners and the coach look to the players, the black players, to handle it. You know. Right. Well, why don't you handle it? Right. <laughs> he plays for you. You don't have anything to say about it? No, but they look to us to us to basically to we'll do whatever you guys want to do. No, it doesn't offend you. Exactly. It don't offend you. You don't care. Right. <laughs> you don't care. And then uh you basically put the pressure on Michael Vick to wrap your arms around this guy cuz what happens if Michael Vick went out and went the other way and was like, "Hey man, fuck him." What happens to Michael Vick at that point? Michael Vick would be problematic if he did that. Exactly. He's a divisive one. And not, right. And not a good teammate. Right, yeah. right. So he has to wrap his arms around this dude who's a racist. Well, there's always that. And they that's gave the Riley Cooper a bigger contract the next, the next season. The responsibility is you have to forgive. Right. And you have to do it publicly. Right. You know, you have to make a statement and say, you know, we're just, you know, we're taught, we, internally we've dealt with it and we're unified and he's my brother. Right. You know, all that shit. Right, and they'll find a black player who's who will do it. Right, you know they'll find uh, who's the guy that plays for the Eagles who was on the other side of the of the uh, of the um, the Kaepernick the thing? Kaepernick thing. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, was it Butler? I think it was but yeah, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, yeah. It was Malcolm Butler? I don't Dominic was defending him. And I'm like, well. So I'm an Eagles fan. He he did Dominic the Butler and the people the brothers from that they did sell out. They took money to basically be quiet, and then the deal that they took wasn't even a good deal. It, it wasn't a good deal at all, but they took it just to oh, we'll be quiet. Wait, Malcolm Butler or Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins? Butler, I believe. Who's Malcolm Jenkins then? He's probably the only one of them too. Um. Malcolm, Malcolm, Jink, Malcolm Butler. Butler is the the guy from the Patriots. That interception in yeah, yeah. With the I always get those names confused. Jenkins? It's Malcolm Jenkins, not Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins is the Eagles' safety, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. One of them was working with the with the with the players' coalition, players' association, and they agreed to take money from the league that's the in Eagles exchange guy. for not protesting the flag anymore, stuff like that. And other players were like, "I'm not doing that. Right, <laughs> I'm not doing that." You know, he ride he does ride laws with police and yay, police are a big right. man. Blue lives matter. Right. 
Malcolm Jenkins is the guy from the Eagles. Like Mayor Pete does now. Everybody's crazy about Blue Lives Matter. Mayor Pete. Pete Buttigieg. 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 You know, he said something in 2015. He's changed. Sure he has. <laughs> <laughs> sure. you got to give people a chance to change. Sure he You can't has. just write them off forever. Like Joe Biden, right? But he's gay, so you can't say anything about him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah oh, my bad. Uh, and you can't change that about him either. You can't not be gay. Uh, my bad. But there has to be oh, a, an evolution. You guys, the guy's, uh, you know, he's, he's 37. So maybe back when he was 34, 33. <laughs> he, just a kid. Back when he was a kid. <laughs> he was just a kid. He's a kid. No, I do think people should be able to uh, grow past things they said years ago. I mean, I don't know. Let's see what he says now about it. Uh, Biden, uh, he's always been a guy who is predictable in what he's going to say. You know exactly what he's going to say. He says it with heart. He's very. Uh, he's, he's a guy who feels feels your pain, but he's not going to surprise you with what he says ever. No, no, but you know, don't tell me on the one hand you support civil rights, but just as long as they don't come near me in a school because my constituents don't want them near them in a school. So. Right. I don't want those people in my school. My school. <laughs> I don't want them kids in my kids. Speaking of school, you see Georgetown students voted overwhelmingly in favor of a $27 fee for slavery reparations. Is that like just tacked on to tuition? I believe so. Is that how so, they do that? Yeah. They just hit them with another $27. $27. Bucks. So, but that's per every student? Georgetown probably. University could become the first college in the nation to mandate a fee to benefit descendants of slaves sold by the university you know, 200 years ago, a debate that takes place against the backdrop of broader political conversations. So the story we talked about a couple of years ago that came out, Georgetown years ago sold slaves in order to fund like the school itself, right? right. This Georgetown wouldn't really exist. Exist if they didn't sell these slaves. If uh, if they didn't like I guess they had to get out of a financial bind and they had slaves to sell. So there's Isn't America beautiful guys? <laughs> it's it's America's beautiful. Great, man. Yeah. Did you say beautiful Such or pitiful? Wonderful. Oh <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so these uh they had a debt george to pay off the georgetown jesuits debt okay yeah so they had to pay off a debt so basically uh the story now is that georgetown's students have decided to pay the ancestors of those slaves yeah well right? it depends if if uh the school has a sign the university has about what they said todd olson the vice president for student affairs at georgetown university a statement issue has about a lot of the students ever saying university values the engagement of our students and appreciate only like well, 3,845 students voted. Okay. It was about 66% for yes, 33% for no. Boo. Why would you vote? It's 27 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you, it's just on principle, I guess? Or, I mean, the university has vowed to carefully review the results of the referendum in regards to the outcome and remain committed to engaging with students. That means they don't want to do it. Descendants yeah. in the broader Georgetown community addressing its historical relationship to slavery. The Jesuits sold my family and 40 other families so you could be here, sophomore. Melissa Short uh, Collum, a Georgetown student, said during a town hall to discuss the issue last week. She's one of store f- only four students currently attending the university under a admissions policy that considers the descendants of the 272 slaves legacy students. She's in her 70s. I remember they wrote a story about her. Yeah. She's a direct descendant. You had to prove, if you could prove you're a direct descendant of these slaves, they would give you free tuition. Right, right. And that, yeah, it's probably, yeah. probably pretty hard to do at this point. And four came forward. Yeah. There's another one, Elizabeth Thomas. She'll receive her master's degree from Georgetown in May. 
She's a desk assistant at ABC News in Washington. She's a descendant of Sam and Betsy Harris, who were enslaved and sold by Georgetown University in 1838. So then, what do they do with this money? They just pull it all together, and whatever the the is it every every year they collect twenty seven bucks, or is it one year? One short Holcomb said, "I'm gonna go ahead and pay my fifty four dollars, which would be two semesters before she graduates." Okay. Yeah. So that, does each student do that for each? year they're in school or just yeah, for each their semester i believe it's just okay. another fee tacked on to your uh but i mean is, so georgetown's going to be raising this money in perpetuity so is I that just going to continue where's to go it going though to these people like forever is there a number there's nothing they, in here saying where it's going to go yeah uh, who knows maybe they'll build like a a wing of the school and name it after the slaves that they sold or something just call it slavery wing i <laughs> can <laughs> call it slavery uh yeah we're over in slavery wing come on over uh, I mean, I guess they they can do something symbolic like that. I don't know as far as how much, how many dollars will go into the pockets of people. Yeah, here we go. It's unjust to compel seven thousand plus people to pay for the university's historical sins. What said Haley Grande? Don't go there. A sophomore in student leadership at the university. This isn't. A, there's an obligation for Georgetown to reconcile its sins, its sins, and that obligation falls squarely on the institution. Okay, let's review this oh, statement. Come on, it's unjust to compel 7,000-plus people to pay for the university's historical sins. There's an obligation for Georgetown to reconcile its sins, and that obligation falls squarely on the institution. But you are now a member of the institution when you enroll there. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I think you're, you're, in, you're part of the institution, so to speak. I don't think so to speak. Well, You're I mean, a part of Georgetown, and that yeah. When you leave Georgetown University with a Georgetown degree of any kind, you now gain the benefit of having a Georgetown degree, right? And the reason why you're able to have the benefit of that degree is because of the uh, because of these past sins, right? So, are you not now part of the you've you've benefited by these by these sins? So you get to not look at. It's not your problem. The, uh, you can just benefit, but it's not my problem. You're trying to pass the buck. But I get to benefit. You're That's separating stupid. it. For, like when you're a student at a school, you separate students from the administration. There's two different entities there. And so this person is seeing themselves as not part of the institution of Georgetown, but a student, which is, as far as they're concerned, separate from that. So it's up to the institution to figure out something that won't cost me twenty seven dollars. Explain to me. I don't. Is it? It's un. What would be unjust? How is it not any more unjust that you are a beneficiary of that vile act? Well, also the institution uh, does a lot of things that aren't necessarily uh, for you and for your education. Mm-hmm. There, they spend money on uniforms for teams that you, that you'll never go watch, and equipment and all that stuff. That's not benefiting your education necessarily. No. That's that, that's not helping. It's not for books and classroom improvements and shit. So this is just them saying, "Well, this is something else the university is going to spend money on." Right, right. If this sin was never partaken in, then that university doesn't stand. Right. Then you don't get. So you benefit by the sin by being able to go to this university. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It. That does. I mean, this is. Of course, the student doesn't make any sense. And but. once you join the university, you then become a part of that program. Yeah. You become a part of the sin. But you're not part of the administration. You're not part of the administration, but you're benefiting. This is by why the- we need Superman <laughs> to travel back in time. Back in time. They wouldn't, even, wouldn't even be here. 
Just spin the earth a little bit. Spin it back to the 18, whatever that year was, and undo it. It's all you got to do. And then the university never exists, and then I don't have to pay no money. I'd pay Superman $27 to go do that. I'd rather pay him. He's a white <laughs> man, nice black hair. That's a, you know, I would prefer his hair to be brown, but it's black. Wholesome. I deal with that. Grew up, grew up in the white. Midwest. He's, he's a wholesome family man. Which, by the way, ties Milk. us right into Lori Laughlin and her fucking this this woman, man. Speaking of some milky white skin, yeah, she's not aging. She's not aging well. She, she's uh, George Georgetown was part of that. Was part of it because some of those students, part of this whole thing, they went to Georgetown. You know. Yeah. So they're still fucking up. <laughs> they're, they're still tangentially <laughs> attached to people fucking up. Right. And fucking people over. It's still. Most of those schools are. Yeah. Those big times. So the DA went to her and was like, listen, you should probably think about taking a deal. We're going to offer you a deal. And she thought they were bluffing. I was like, what in the name of white privilege is this? I think that story is missing a lot, though. (laughs) Uh, First of all, she's not doing anything without the advice of her lawyer. So when they put out that she thought they were bluffing, either her lawyer said they're bluffing or her lawyer said they're not bluffing and she was like fuck you lawyer i know better than you but it's not like she just walked in there like oh you guys don't mean it like she's got probably very expensive <laughs> lawyers advising her yeah. on this so i feel like they're put maybe her lawyer even floated that that statement that like oh yeah she, it wasn't us at all like we were good lawyers we didn't do bad well, here's an unnamed, Cause, cause here's lawyers an unnamed do shit source like thinking of the law speaking yeah. of lawyers well, we didn't fuck up here's she an, fucked un- up. an unnamed source says she's been in complete denial and thought maybe she could skate by i could see no i could see a lawyer telling her this and her selling a lawyer that no i'm not it's gonna be fine i could also see a, a lawyer <laughs> wanting to save their reputation uh, floating these stories so that it doesn't look like he's a bad lawyer. She refused to accept any jail time and thought the DA was bluffing. She was adamant she wouldn't do any jail time. Yeah. Federal prosecutors turned up the heat on Laughlin this week, slapping her and others in a case with additional charges of conspiring to commit fraud and money laundering. It's the money laundering and the committing fraud that's going to do y'all <coughs> in. <laughs> well, she her jail time potentially just went up. Yeah. She could have done a deal where she would have done, what, two years in jail and probably well, less. Lissy Huffman took the deal, so she's looking yeah. at probably 10 months. Yeah, two years in it, you do like less, but yeah. that was the deal she she rebuffed, and then they added charges. That's what they do. They well, wait. Now are the two reportedly coming to grips with the gravity of their predicament. They could face dozens of years in prison and convicted of the more serious charges and sent to the maximum in an unlikely scenario. Well, you know what, though? Uh, blessing in disguise. If she's in jail for a few years, she can earn a college degree, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for no extra money, no tuition, nothing. She can just earn a degree. People do it all the time. But the, her kid is like my mom fucked up. Her kid, her kid's life is kind of is really fucked up because she had a little social media empire she was building, and she yeah. didn't even she didn't need college for that. They're like I, that was when when she was when those statements came out where the kid was like, I didn't really want to go to college. It's like yeah, you don't need to. Your life is already planned out. Right. And your mother, for right. vanity, because she wants uh, my daughter is a graduate of USC, pushes you into college, and then gets exposed, and now your social media empire crumbles. All the endorsement deals that this girl had. Uh, I don't know how many YouTube followers she has now, but she had a lot. She had over a million before all this. But you know, Ego, she, man. she'll be on reality shows at some point. The daughter will, I'm sure. 
Probably because there'll be a redemption. Yeah. There'll be a redemption it's arc that, for the daughter. It's the it's the Icarus syndrome of whiteness. White people are flying too close to the sun with their their pursuit of being white. Yeah, well, it's just could have just let your kid, you know, go to community college or some shit, and then and then get into USC. Yeah, but, but it's their right. It's their right. Chris. Or don't go to college. She, her kid doesn't need or don't, Yeah, or don't. Yeah. They've got enough money where if the kid at age 32 decides, I want to go to college now, they could pay for it. You know, if they're paying 500000 I mean, to get her in the USC, they could I mean, have just Kim paid. Kim Kardashian's going to go to law school and be a criminal defense attorney. She's going to law school, y'all. Yeah. She can afford it. Yeah, she's going to go to law school because you, you don't have to actually go to college to go to, to, go to law school and pass the bar. So, you know. Yeah, we could all we could all do that. In California you can. I don't know about here. I don't think you need a degree. I think you just need to pass the bar, right? Yeah. California. Works? I don't know how it works anyplace else. Yeah. You'd probably have to ask ask uh ask uh JL that. But yeah. you know, I mean, Kim Kardashian's gonna be a criminal defense lawyer. She's gonna be helping, you know, deserving black people <laughs> with her with her friend Donald Trump. Ladies who right now is trying to put um Trying to release uh, migrants into uh, sanctuary cities to uh, make the sanctuary cities overrun with crime, I guess, because you know they're all rapists and murderers. So yeah, that'll learn them. Well, also because the sanctuary cities are, are democratic, uh, so he wants to stick it to the Democrats. Even right. though plenty of Republicans live in those cities too, it's like it's not like right. it's one hundred percent right. But he wants to um, because he, you know, because they're animals. Take vengeance. Uh, he, in his mind, it's like that scene in Wanted where all the rats come out of the uh, come out of the trash truck with bombs on them. That's what he thinks. <laughs> and he's James McAvoy's character. Nancy Pelosi is Morgan Freeman's character. This guy's disgusting, man. You all right, Chris? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> you winding down, dude? No, I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. Just, I'm fine. You look kind of drunk, fine. dude. Just staring straight ahead. Got I that, look kind of drunk. Got that Stop staring. Got that staring off into the Stop distance putting, look. Stop putting that shit in the universe like I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Come on, I'm a lot of things. An alcoholic, I am not. I've never seen you drunk. I'm I've pretty never sure. even seen you drink. I was not. Think about did it. I, did I? I've never seen you drink. You know what it was, because. Because when we hung out, it's always like we'd be at the draft house and I'd have to go to my parents' house. Yeah. And then I, or I, or I would always have to drive back to Jersey the next day or you something. You want to come home so. smelling like liquor? Yeah. Get your parents. I'm not you. grounded, mom. <laughs> yeah, my parents. You know what? You I don't give a shit. shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't get drunk very often. Like, that's not a thing that Chris Lamberth does. No, no, yeah. that's not. I mean, I, I every now and then when I go to Hooters, I like to get a tall blue moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like a tall blue moon. Why it's Hooters? Because blue not, moons go with titties? Uh, when, I get, <laughs> when I get wings, I go to Hooters, like oh. around here. Wings, and it's Hooters like close and, to my. Wings, Hooters, and titties? It's close to my apartment. So. Okay. Is there but, a. Is, is there a server there that that uh, you hope is working that day? No. Oh. Any 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 white girl will do. Hey, <laughs> is Ashley here today? <laughs> Can I sit in no, the Ashley I don't want, section? That's, 
But that's the fear, right? You don't want to be that guy that waits on the... Oh, I bet every Hooters on. has like six or seven of those dudes that all the staff knows. Yeah, I don't want to be that dude. It's what, it's something that you notice that, that they're hot, obviously. But, yeah. And you're just like, okay, she's hot. But that, that's it. I just clock that and just like, oh, she's hot. And then... And then move on with my life. Man, so she's, no, I don't. You don't start hanging around. You don't bring the single rose. Leave it on the. Leave it on. <laughs> leave it there with the oh, no. with the check with the signed check. Seventy percent tip. No. <laughs> You're too hot to no, have a I, job. Why are you working here? <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's. <laughs> what are you What are you doing here? Um, <laughs> earning money. <laughs> there's a hot. There was a hot girl at uh, GameStop once. Uh, GameStop. That was working at yeah, like I had to. Uh, I I had a. I think I had NBA 2K one one game that wasn't working right or some shit. And I was like, I said, "Hey, my my game in it. It's not working right." And she said, "Okay, I'll give you another." You said one. It exactly like that, and then she was like, "I'm <laughs> yeah, not, okay." She's like, "All right." Now, I bet Chris put right, like extra turn. bass in his voice, like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, listen." Uh, hey, okay. Chris walked in singing Jodeci. <laughs> Bring him to the yard. Did you did you try to, to get to know her a little bit? Did you chat her up at the register? No, I just treat her like a human being and uh got my game. I don't I'm not a I got in trouble last year for talking about uh oh a woman that I asked they got her number. Yeah, but talk uh, about it on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about it on the podcast. Why I don't not with the woman. You, you know, not with the woman. Who'd you get in trouble with? A listener. Oh, <laughs> one of our listeners came after hey, you. Hey, Chris, have you heard about this movie not called one of yours, Guava one Island? Of mine, one oh, of mine. one of yours. Huh? Okay. Have you heard about this movie called Guava Island? I watched it. Oh, you did. Donald Glover. Yeah, his, him and Rihanna. It's basically like a a movie musical type thing like this is america's in it like summer it's pretty neat it's like it's uh it's basically his version of uh it's basically like cry freedom the musical where is it set it's, at uh it's pretty good i don't have amazon prime oh okay i don't think I it's do. free on amazon prime it's good i like donald glover is she topless or, or just donald glover it's just donald donald glover is oh, topless it. He's always topless now. How's this thing? So, what did your what did the listener say to you about about getting a phone number? What what was the? It, it was email? just like a thing, like because the girl was at her, the woman was at her job, and I was like asking her out. Oh, at her job. Oh, because it was like a girl to register kind of deal. I don't remember the story. She was uh, some girl that uh, I was in a in a bind and had to go to Supercuts for a haircut. Oh, okay. Uh, and she like gave me a haircut and used uh, uh, this uh, shampoo that's now my favorite shampoo. Okay. Um, uh, tea tree, tea tree oil, Paul Mitchell, tea tree oil, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I got her number, and we just talked a couple times, and nothing happened. And then they're like, "Oh, you know, you're asking this girl out." And then I explained to the listener, and we wrote back or whatever. And then there was another person that messaged me like you're this is disappointing da, 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 da. oh man so <laughs> so I was just like okay but uh, oh, because you're she's at her job and you she shouldn't be burdened with uh, guys hitting on her at her job kind of deal yeah those deals 
Yeah. What's she supposed? What are you supposed but to do? She gave you her to, number. You supposed to stalk her and then wait for her to get off work and then rush her in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now wait, that you're not working, listen. Uh, wait, wait for her. No, no. I was supposed to wait for her to get off work, uh-huh. ask her out, have a successful date with her, get in a long-term relationship with her, have an abusive relationship, <laughs> then kill her, what? and then it would be okay. Okay. Then it would be okay. Like I'd go to jail, but I right. get. I see like, it I though. To, I, I see it. Wait. You know, I'd have to wait to do that. I see it. Ask, I feel like I know. I get the whole she's at her job thing. I understand that. But I feel like you can, if you're feeling it out and talking to mm-hmm. her and you feel like that it's it's a, the conversation is going toward, can I get your number uh, without you forcing it or making her uncomfortable? I feel like you could, you have a say in, in that yeah. as well, right? I mean, she, or she could communicate to you that it's not comfortable. But Of course, of course. You know. The Yeah. She like can say, I'm at my with, job right now. A guy, a guy with, it's like that. What's that Nas lyric? He's like, I don't have, I, I don't have any game. They just understand my story. <laughs> I forget what line that is. That's I like great. that's me. Like yeah. so, so I don't, I don't fucking, I don't have game like that. Right. You know, so it's not like I was like, give me your fucking number. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. Hey, girl. It just happened. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes people pull up next to each other to traffic light and exchange it numbers. It just happens. Shit just happens. Sometimes you're yeah. sitting in a Hooters. You can't be. You it can't get happens. a number from a girl when she's trying to operate I've never asked a motor vehicle. At Hooters, no. She's trying to operate I've never a car. Asked well, Hooters yeah. probably they get a lot of that. I bet there's a lot of guys asking. You got to wait for them Hooters. to talk to you. You can't wait. You can't try to go oh, talk God. to them. Oh God, Hooters is like no. I yeah. would never. It's like trying to talk to a stripper. Yeah. Not to comparing exactly. Hooters. Yes, I am. Same shit. But to the to the dudes, it probably there are probably dudes who do the same. They have the same outlook on going to Hooters at the strip club. Like I'm going to talk to this girl and she's going to fall in love with me. You know. I, yeah, I remember when I was super. I was like 23, and uh, we went to Hooters, uh, and then I saw the that Hooters the same Hooters waitress at the grocery store. Okay. And I was like. I was like, she goes to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but no, you see it, but you uh, can't you can't ask her out of the grocery store because she's trying to buy groceries right now and she's, she's not trying the time. to buy groceries. <laughs> she's at her leisure activity. I said to myself, she's trying to buy groceries. Piece of shit. <laughs> Did she have her Hooters outfit on like she was coming from work? No, but I just remembered her. But I just thought it was cool. I've yeah. never like, seen a Hooters girl. Like, I've, I've never seen a Hooters girl outside of Hooters in her in her Hooters gear. Yeah, they a must Hooters change girl. there. Yeah, a Hooters, Hooters girl gear. in captivity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like her Hooters gear, like you never see them like yeah. that. Like you'll see like nurses out out in in the grocery store with fucking bloody scrubs on sometimes. Some of those, like, those nurses, <laughs> it's a lot of these healthcare practitioners, like these women. They're like the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like in real life, it's just like, I they're gorgeous. Like women that work at the eye doctor, women that are like, what do you call them? They're pra- healthcare practitioners. Healthcare pra- yeah, you, yeah, probably. They're so hot. They're uh, so hot. Physicians assistants. You mean like the, the women who just work in the office that are helping out? Yeah. Yeah. Physicians assistants, beautiful. Yeah. So so hot. Hey girl. Hey girl. I know I'm here to get my goiter looked at, but after we're done, <laughs> like, what do you say? Yeah. Yeah, my blood pressure's high because you're fucking hot. Here to, look <laughs> right. at my, here to look at my gout. Yeah, uh, can she leave the room and you take my blood pressure again, please? Yeah, I'm gonna need her. I'm gonna need her to get out of this room. So my yeah. no, let me be quiet. Yeah. 
That's an interesting thing when when someone who is a fan says they're disappointed in you. Well, uh, I don't think I think, I don't even know how where that other person came. Yeah. The, the woman that was intrigued by that story actually was like, "Oh, you seem like a nice guy," and that's why I thought I could ask you that question. Yeah. And uh, and then she told me a story about a guy that was a, a FedEx guy that she liked. She thought he was attractive, and he asked her out. Yeah. And she didn't ended up not because uh, he was because she was at work. So but was then he. He was also at work. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, was he. Right. So I was like, well, you should have you should have went out with him if you liked him. You thought it was hot. Yeah. Well, it's the people have those weird protocols about like uh, this is job time and all that. Other people don't. Other people it's just like it's just I'm just living my life. I'm at work. So what? I might you know might bump into someone at work. Yes. Yeah, it's people at my job that are they they date they're yeah. married, you know. Yeah. Oh, they, they met, met at, at they the met job. at the job. Yeah. Yeah. People I like how people like to act like that doesn't happen. Like people don't actually meet right their coworkers and then get together. Yeah. Like that, that's not you're around thing. those people. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. That so. that happens frequently, you know. Right. No, you're supposed to be married to a non coworker and then have a work wife. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> That's what people yeah. have. This is my work wife. That's, you spend more more time with your work wife than with your wife wife. That's not good. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people they work eight to ten hours a day. That's you know? not good. Yeah. <laughs> we know each other. We know each other better than my wife and I know yeah, each other. No, we're gonna maim so me and my wife are gonna make it. Are you? <laughs> I can't read that anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, now I want to see this Guava Island. What's it about, Chris? It's about it's like a it's an island where these people are basically like these island. These people are in the inhabitants of this island, and they all work for this guy named Red Cargo. They're like factory workers, uh, laborers, and Donald Glover's character is a character named Danny who works at the radio station. And he's a great musician, and people love him, and he wants to throw this festival. And this guy, Red Cargo, is like, if you throw this festival, people aren't going to come to work on Sunday, and I need people to come to work on Sunday. So I'm going to need you not to throw this festival. And uh, that's where the conflict lies. Okay. And uh, it's about like 55 minutes. It's not long at all. It's uh, it's actually it's it's pretty neat. If you like Donald Glover and you – are uh, a fan of what he's done on Atlanta and his videos. You'll, I like that director, be, Hero. Yeah, Hero Mariah, I think. Yeah, he directed it, and uh, it's pretty neat. Hmm. Chris it's Lambert says neat. it's neat. <laughs> Chris Lambert review. It's pretty neat. I mean, I fuck. With, I, I mean, I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? You know? Chris Lambert says I fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 uh I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's, good. it's, good. Uh, it's a good flick. For some reason, it just reminded me of Cry Freedom, but just because he he had like a, a for some reason it reminded me of Steve Biko, but I, I don't know. I I wanted to tweet the fact that weren't it, you and I just talking about freedom. something else reminded you of Steve Biko? Huh? You and I were just talking about how how uh, something else reminded you of Steve Biko. Well, you and I talked about it when we did the uh, Best of Enemies, how like most of those movies are just like the come from the white person's perspective. Like when you deal with, uh, you know, like how uh, 
uh, Last King of Scotland. We talked about that. We talked about like uh, white people experiencing a black revolutionary, and the white character is the the audience's way in to understanding the black character. So, that's freeze out. No, no, we got it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We got it. Randolph's on his, looking at his phone right now. Something caught my eye. Oh, okay. Um, I thought so, maybe yeah, something else we'd like... talk about. Something popped up, but I don't. Yeah, I was looking at a story we're going to talk about, interesting too. interesting enough. The Go-Go music story. Yeah, that's a good story. You're from, oh, that's you're just... from this area. so it's The Go-Go music story, um, I think it's kind of made some national news. But it was a big story locally. There's a store. There's a Metro it... PCS store. It's over in Shaw. It's it's near Howard, right? Isn't that where that? that I don't Shaw know the neighborhoods. Chris, where's Shaw? I don't know. I don't really know. I just know it's a it's a place that got gentrified. But for twenty plus years, yeah. if not longer, uh, that store was known for playing go go music outside of the out, outside for everybody to hear it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. white people are moving in. <laughs> and we don't know who complained. But and they're uh, complaining. One of these saltine ass motherfuckers. By the way, catch me at Shaw's Tavern tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> Speaking of in Shaw, so Shaw is an area that is uh, it's changing, and mm-hmm. there's this store. Uh, it's right on the corner, and I guess it's just been around forever. And they play, they crank up the go-go music outside. This is our time, <laughs> our rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> oh, put that in. And it's the store is on Chuck Brown Way. Well, there you go, right there. <laughs> yeah. I need some money. <laughs> Talking about money, money, money. The store opened in 1995, and ever since then, what does the store sell? Well, now it's a T-Mobile Metro PCS store. I don't know what it was in '95. Was it selling beepers? That's that's Probably. beeper era. So, Someone complained. That's all we know. Someone complained to T-Mobile, and it got all the way up to the higher-ups of the company, and they sent uh, some kind of message to this store saying, shut off the music. So people found people walking by like, hey, where's the where's that go-go music? Did, did someone die? Like, why aren't you yeah. playing music? Yeah. And, um, and it came out that they got the order from the higher-ups to stop playing go-go music. Which led to this hashtag don't mute DC. Which a lot that's where it sort of got a little national attention. People were passing that hashtag around. So so uh, did they decide to let them do T Mobile was like, hey, we fucked up. Yeah, well here's the article. Go go music is back at Shaw's Metro PCS store. Oh, this morning. By midday. Midday Wednesday, Bustin' Loose was blaring out of the Shaw Metro PCS speakers, <laughs> signaling On that Chuck a, Brown way. a decades-long DC tradition will I continue. Like Bustin' Loose. For the past two weeks, the store on Chuck Brown Way was forced to turn off its go-go beats, which had been cranking from stereos outside the store since its opening in '95. Owner Don Campbell told DCS that T-Mobile, which owns Metro PCS, instructed him to stop playing music outside because a nearby resident had threatened the company with a lawsuit. One resident. He says that he's real proud of the community, that the community came together. It's big. On Wednesday, T-Mobile CEO John Legere said the company will allow the go-go to continue. I've looked into this issue myself, and the music should not stop in D.C., exclamation point. <laughs> Legere tweeted. Is he a Trump guy? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, T-Mobile 
are proud to be part of the Shaw community. The, me- the music will go on, and our dealer will work with the neighbors to compromise volume. There you go. There you go. Turn it down is what they're going to say. Uh, since well, the weekend, a couple of nights ago... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's go ahead. too loud. I thought they were protesting a couple of nights ago, just rocking go-go music like late at night. Yeah, right? they were in the street dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Since the weekend... That's just... That's- Hashtag sorry, don't sorry. don't mute DC. We got that set delay problem. Uh, don't mute DC has become a rallying cry for folks angry that the go-go music on the corner of Florida and Georgia avenues have been silenced. There were demonstrations in support of the store and of go-go and DC culture more broadly on Monday and Tuesday nights. A petition calling for the reinstatement of the music gathered more than sixty-one thousand signatures. Mayor Muriel Bowser was among the pol- the political voices that called upon T-Mobile to reconsider its decision, which Campbell says was big time. She can't afford two misses, two missed cool points. Oh, okay. Uh, Jerome Kennedy told DCS as he browsed a selection of CDs inside the store. They sell CDs at the store. Okay, mm. so uh, she already said she don't like mumbo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> she did say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit, yeah. Mumbo sauce is just sweet and sour sauce and ketchup, everybody. That's all it is. That shit is good, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's not some <laughs> mystical uh, formula. It wasn't just the mayor. Ward 1 council member Brianne... No, we're going to get letters now, by the way. Probably. Um, it, okay, it's, it's it's sweet and sour sauce and barbecue sauce, not ketchup. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, anybody talk about a weather Andy machine? Was, Andy was about to get canceled. <laughs> Did anybody talk about a weather machine being made by the Jews to stop? Hold on. I'm getting to that. Stop. <laughs> Uh, Ward- Just because it's not Cajun Sparkle, Andy, <laughs> doesn't mean... Hey, man, I should get a perfect. lifetime pass for evangelizing about Cajun Sparkle for all these years. You I should. Think. I've developed some capital. Uh, by the way, I like mumbo sauce. <laughs> I think it's great. It is good. Yeah. You know, I bought that. I bought that. They had it at Wegmans. That store? That, up here, actually. That capital oh, mumbo yeah. sauce? up there is mumbo sauce? They sell it at yeah. Giant by me. I have some at home. Because... And I've got some. Um, well, obviously, because you, know, you guys live in the area, but I was yeah. surprised. I was surprised to see it up here, and I put it on some wings. Man, that shit. Woo. Did you get spicy or the regular? Just, the- uh, just I think I just got the regular okay. kind. Maybe I, next time I'll try the spicy. Yeah, I got the spicy, but then I, it was at the giant near my house. But I, I don't go to that giant much. Last time I was in there, I didn't see it. It was it had its own display on the end of an aisle, but I didn't see it. Y'all gonna have to bring some go go music in to get it get it popping up I in know. the giant to get it back. Start a protest. One man, one hundred dollars <laughs> in the one track mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ward 1 council oh, member Brianne Nadeau and at-large council member Robert White both contacted T-Mobile and attended rallies in support of Metro PCS. Hours after the music returned on Wednesday, Ward 8 council member Treon White, Here he, comes. he of the weather machine, was in front of the store bopping to the beat. The return of the, of the tradition, quote, is a result of what can happen when people stand up for what's right in our community, says Ward 8's White. And we're get, back in action and we're turning it up some more. Get rid of these damn Jews, right, Treyon? Oh, well, he also said something recently about the Nipsey Hustle yes, conspiracies. Yes, he did. Uh, so. <laughs> what did he say about that? Uh, he was just like, oh, he did, shot him five times, six, once in the head and five other times. It sounds professional. That's professional. It's a professional hit. I've been around street violence my whole life. never seen anything that professional. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> the guy shot, he missed a bunch of times and shot two other people and he ran up and kicked it yeah not professional at all uh the store has been seen as a bulwark of old dc in a neighborhood that has rapidly developed over the past decade and a half the silencing of metro became another flashpoint in a debate over whether new residents are sanitizing the city and even more evidence to many that chocolate city had grown vanilla 
Um, hey, sanitize the city. You're trying to by sanitize you would mean that the city is dirty. That dirty blackness. They're they're gentrifying the city. Well, as I posted on Twitter and Facebook, uh, uh, you posted this. Andy. A lot of the people who are saying, and I don't know how what percentage, but I'm sure a lot of the people who are saying turn down the music also say immigrants need to assimilate to the new place they move to. You know, right. So if you think that, if you think that immigrants who move to a new country should assimilate, if you move into the middle of D.C. near Howard University, you should, uh, shouldn't you assimilate? If that's, I mean, you shouldn't ask the neighborhood to, to change for you, right? But that's what they're doing, and that's happening in other places too. Not just, not just racially in D.C., but in Austin, Texas, there's a whole thing about. Music, the, yeah. The area where all the bars have music six, six spilling yeah. out all night. Uh, they put up luxury condos nearby who can hear the music now. And all these people bought these condos and they're like, uh, it's loud. And so they yeah. convinced Austin to put curfews on and shut down music at like 11 o'clock. And right. it's not what it used to be. That was like the, the signature of Austin, this, the Sixth Street with all the bars and the live music and everything. Uh, you know, you, you never mean, know when Gary Clark Jr. might show up. It's a wasteland down there now. And Young college <laughs> kids fighting. Yeah. And then now that's like there's no music spilling out of bars. And it's like this is how it used to be. This is how it was for years. You're going to show up and like make us change for you. Yes, Andy. You know, so that's but, what whiteness gets to do. Yeah. But uh, you want immigrants to assimilate to the new place they moved to. Yeah, that's how it is because yeah. it's 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 like that everywhere. Brooklyn, they talk about it all the time. It's articles, the same type of articles. Yeah. Over the past 10, 15 years, it's just been like this, been like this. So people can move out of from where their hometown in the Midwest and what they want their they want the place like to be what they moved away from. Right, because they're right. comfortable. It it comforts them. To be around yeah. people who look like them, and it's quiet at night, and I pay two thousand dollars a month in rent, and I want it to be quiet at night. Well, you didn't. You moved to New York yeah. City. Thing is that this is just a stopgap. That's the thing I was noticing. Everybody was so happy about. It. I'm like, you're you're right to be happy. I'm not gonna try and take your take your joy. Everybody knows how I feel about black people trying to take other black people's joy. But in the back of my mind, it's like this is just a stopgap. It's only a matter of time before it's gone. Because there's nothing really, there's no bulwark there to stop this gentrification. It's been happening. It's going to keep happening. They're just moved the black people out of there. Right. You know, at some point we just move them out, move them out, move them out, move them out, move them out. That's what I expect to happen. A couple of years, that, sh- that store will be gone. The rents are going to skyrocket. And they won't be able to make their rent anymore, and that'll be that. Well, someone might buy it from the guy and give him an offer that's... Yeah, he's been he's operated that store for twenty four years. That could distinctly that could also happen if he decides he wants to retire and and uh, sell it. You know, then someone will come buy it and turn it into turn, turn it into a uh, to an indie coffee shop and and start playing. Uh, yeah, some core power yoga. Yeah, you know, the music will be gone and it'll be whitey white white white. Right, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's how justification works, and that's what they want to happen. You know. Welcome to Chuck Brown Way. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck It'll Brown still be Boulevard. Called Chuck, being Chuck Brown Way, but no one know who Chuck Brown is. Right. <laughs> Anybody who knows Chuck Brown is will be living way out in Maryland somewhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, look! Can we rename it Charles Brown Boulevard, please? <laughs> can we change the sign? Yeah, it's just it's the same shit. 
And then they have clubs, like, shout out to the homies on the Hot Firestarter podcast. They were talking about it's a club over there that, that plays uh, music all night. Oh, like and a this, dance club? This, yeah, like this Metro PCS thing is just, like, maybe during business hours, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's another, there's clubs that blast their music. So which one is it? It's the style of music. It ain't the Wink, music. Rock. It's yeah. not the music. It's the it's the uh, the dark skin of the people who listen to the music. And it also probably draws people to sort of loiter around on that corner. And it's yeah. so you look out your window in your luxury condo. They're and loitering. They're not just standing. There's 25 black people on the corner just ha- hanging out. Hanging out. I don't know? like that. It makes me scared. And they're not they're not moving. They're just standing there. <laughs> they're not walking. They're not. The, the light turned green. They didn't go. So that's part of it too. It's it's not just the music. It's who the music attracts. That's why basketball courts don't have lights, but tennis courts do. You know, in a lot of neighborhoods, because well, we don't want the wrong people here after dark playing basketball, making noise. Who are those wrong people? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's uh, it's people who like it's frustrating. It doesn't. Yeah, Momo sauce is great. <laughs> it is frustrating. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that I was. Uh, even though I I grew up there, we didn't do the carry out that much, so I wasn't. Re- I didn't really get to have it as much as I would have liked. Or, you yeah, know, me either. Yeah, I never had it very. I barely had it. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. I got some Popeyes in the refrigerator. I could use some Momo sauce on that. So yeah, I'm man. Because we're just, done with this. So it was more. It was more like because Maryland in the suburban areas sort of become anywhere usa yeah and you like you know at the barber shop you see people eating and stuff like that like their little styrofoam yeah you know, carry container out yeah and you know like oh I, w- I wonder what that life is like <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know but uh but yeah i didn't really get to experience it that much but yeah it is it is really good yeah and yeah, i was gonna talk about that there's a oh, company. What was that, Randolph? My daughter. Oh. There's a company that's oh, marketing. That was... uh, no, my daughter. That, the, 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 the bumble sauce you bought that I have too is uh, there's one particular company that's marketing it for stores yeah. to put in stores. And so mm. they have, uh, I forget what's the Capital City Mumbo sauce or Capital, whatever it's called. I think I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, one. yeah. Something like that. Uh, so there's not competing mumbo sauces yet, at least at the grocery stores. I like my mumbo sauce in them little plastic, them little round plastic containers with the top on it. That's yeah, that doesn't it's, quite fit right. So you know it's real. The top is always <laughs> leaking. It ain't like this, it ain't real. Yeah, here it is, Capital City mumbo sauce. I have yeah. the hot, I bought the hot one. Oh, you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> of course you can. That yeah. changes the game. Hot and mild. Those fucking monsters at Amazon, they'll sell you anything. <laughs> It's an Amazon's choice when you click on it. It's on it's it's uh in their choice yep. category. Capital City Mambo. So now I got to try to hot. They they say Mambo and some people say Mumbo. So the question is what's the right spelling of it? Mumbo sauce. Uh Uh yeah, one bottle on for On the label. Uh, on the label it's, it's Mambo, right? Mambo sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. You can buy a bottle for seven seventy five on Amazon right now. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, Ava. He said hi, Ava. <laughs> hi, Ava. Uh, I thought we were gonna get a joke. Um. Yeah, it's good. It's it, it is really good. Yeah. Put it I was on gonna that. talk about that on. 
I was talking to talk about that on my show. I was like, am I am I losing my black card if I just found out that mumbo sauce is really good? Because I didn't have I didn't have it in when I was a kid. Yeah, I think if you were even a little bit into the suburbs, though, it wasn't really around back then. You had to be. In it the was city. hot sauce. Yeah, because my because it was like hot sauce. I was listening to uh, what is it? Uh, um, the Netflix's podcast, Strong Black Legends. Okay. And they the the host was interviewing Lynn Whitfield, and they have this segment that says, you know, what what would be something that you do in your life that would um, allow people to take away your black card. Yeah. And Lynn Whitfield said, basically, you know, I don't, I think we should all, we should all just, there's different types of blackness, blah, blah, blah. And then, well, the host, she said, uh, well, I don't, I don't like hot sauce and I don't have hot sauce in my house. And Lynn Whitfield was like, uh, we're going to need to, we're going to need to do something about this. It's like, even if you don't, even if you don't like hot sauce, you need to have some in keep your a little house bit around, yeah. just for your guests. If you, you want black people to visit to you, visit yeah, you for your keep a little bit around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that joke that Cat Williams used to do about, uh, I got, I got a satin pillow in my house. I don't sleep on no satin, but a woman's still gonna sleep in my house and I'm gonna fuck her hair up <laughs> on my regular ass yeah. pillow. <laughs> I Who keep Alize in my Rock? house. I don't drink no motherfucking Alize, but but bitches do. <laughs> what did what did Chris Rock say? Was did he was it him that said I got my keys, got my wallet, got my hot got sauce? Got my hot sauce, yeah. Yeah, that was on Big yeah. ass jokes. His first half. Hey man, Hillary Clinton carries it in her purse, so if she can, then that was Chris. The Chris Rock's bit was about how black people don't have their own food. Soul food is not black food. That's just some nasty shit they fed to the slaves. We put some yeah. seasoners on it, made it work, and then he said, "We don't even have our own salad dressing. Everybody has their own salad dressing. We got hot sauce. You know what black salad dressing is? Hot sauce." And then he goes, uh, "I know black people that carry hot sauce with them. Got my keys. Got my wallet. Got my got hot my sauce." sauce. That that's, was verbatim, man. Good job. It's cl- I've watched that special a lot. It's a classic. I, people don't talk about uh, that that special, his half that was, hour. That was great. I, yeah. yeah. What was that, 95? 94. 94. It came out in 94. It's, yeah. The whole special's on YouTube. Big ass it comes with. It, it comes on Bring the Pain, too, I think, if you have the DVD. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it's does. On, yeah, yeah that, that was great. Big ass jokes? That was, yeah. Big ass beans. You got was some big dick, ass money? Was that some big ass money? <laughs> was that dick in a glass case too, or was that bring the pain? No, that was bring the pain. Okay. Now they kind of run together. It's like a me. dick in a glass case. Uh. Yeah. No, that one. The half hour one had uh, he had the bit about Debbie Thomas. Yeah. Married yeah. that white, 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 white boy. Married that white boy. And he closed it with the Michael Jackson callback. Fuck around with the white boys. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, that's when he said Michael Jackson, did he do it? Didn't he do it? Some people say he didn't do it. Well, let him babysit your kids. Yeah. That was in 94. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then he closed it with the callback to fuck around with the white boys. Yeah, I remember. I'm probably, I don't know if I could quote the whole special verbatim, but now I've you got me. It. I'm going to have to watch that tonight. I'm on my way out. It's on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. I've watched it a lot. It's, uh, it's, I think it's worth watching from a, I, I sent it to Kason. We were talking about writing jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's worth because the jokes are tight and also he's loose. It's a good uh, combination of like really tight jokes, but not just like so a lot of tight joke writers are like they stand there and just tell their jokes and they're they, all the fat is trimmed and guys like Mike Kaplan or whatever. But this is a guy who's 
tight, but he's pacing around. Like, it doesn't feel... Mm-hmm. Carlin, too. Watch Jammin' in New York. It's very tight, but he's he's not, like, uh, stilted when he's performing. I think it's worth watching. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that was his first half hour. He won a Cable Ace Award, which is not a, an award anymore. I don't know what happened to the Cable Ace people, but yeah. that's not a thing. And then Bring the Pain was 96, which was his HBO hour. Yep. To bring this back full circle. And then circle, according to certain would, certain comics in New York, now he has people who write jokes yeah, for him. Apparently. Uh, and he will he will roll up on you. To bring this back full circle, chance. if we want to go back to the last episode, yeah. when I was doing talent shows, I was scheduled to sing My Sharia Moore at a talent show, mm-hmm. but it was a ghetto-ass talent show, yeah. and uh, I didn't get to perform. But it was the night that uh, bring the pain came out and i remember i was excited to get home to watch get that. home to watch it yeah. did you tape it on the vcr yeah i did i taped it and watched yep. it a lot yeah i told my friends to come over like hey you gotta watch this i'll watch it again with you i had all these specials taped on on one comedy tape yeah i had one too it was like chris rock i had steve harvey in the yellow suit i had the shimmel special on my tape it's shimmel the on one from one, michigan um here's another full circle I moment have- bring the pain was was filmed in D.C., home of Mumbo Sauce. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, home of Constitution Hall. No, it was a no. theater that doesn't exist anymore. I forget what it was called. Oh. Um, Constitution Hall was delirious. Eddie Murphy. I thought Bill Burr. Okay, because Bill Burr was saying I did the one of the do. No, he was talking about Eddie Murphy. Uh, did yeah. Chris Rock do a later one at Constitution Hall? He might have. Yes, but, he did. Uh. He did do another one. CK. Lovely Constitution Hall. CK did one at Constitution Kill the Hall. messenger? Shoot the messenger? Kill the messenger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember which one it wasn't. I don't know that one. That I don't know that one that well. I, don't, I, yeah, I had. I don't. He has a read. People write for him, though. He's not that good of a writer. Yeah. He shouldn't talk. <laughs> he shouldn't He shouldn't call out of the commas because he's not that good anymore. Yeah. So people are, say that? Yeah. yeah we'll talk about that? we'll talk about off mic. Another comic did. Okay, Chris, let's talk. Chris yeah. rolled up on him. Apparently. <laughs> so the story oh, goes. Really? Oh shit. Yeah. So the story goes. By we'll the way, tell you about when oh, Speaking of shows upcoming, um uh, a couple weeks ago I realized that Nas is going to be at Wolf Trap doing Illmatic with the National Symphony Orchestra. When? Uh July. I bought two tickets. I was going to text a bunch of people and say, hey, guys, they're still the tickets had been on sale for like weeks, but there's still some available. Uh, oh, so who that, wants my other ticket? July what? S- July 14th. You already know who wants it. <laughs> um, put that, also, in the universe. if you anyone wants to go, uh, anyone else wants to go with us, <laughs> uh, there might be some more seats. I should have gotten them when, they, when it went right on sale. I would have gotten like front row, but uh, it's at Wolf Trap on July 14th. That's a Sunday. It's on my yeah. calendar. Oh, that's dope! It's like sixty bucks a ticket, fifty-five bucks. It wasn't bad, bad at all. Because it was, it's in the in the amphitheater, not on the lawn, but it's a little further back, so it's cheaper. But um, how how far is Wolf Trap from you guys? Fifteen not minutes. Not far from here. Twenty. Oh, minutes. okay. Not Maybe. far at all. It's in Vienna. Maybe twenty minutes. Maybe twenty twenty-five. Saw Bill Cosby at Wolf Trap. Yeah. <laughs> right this before, before, right before the shit went down. Before the Hannibal yeah, thing. Me. Right before the shit went down. <laughs> yeah. It was like a week later that shit jumped off. <laughs> I went and for Father's like- Day. I was it was Father's Day present. I went and he saw my up. daughter do a. Uh, I saw him on Saturday night, and I watched my daughter do a dance recital on that Sunday. That was a good weekend, man. <laughs> that was a real good weekend. I- 
I saw him the weekend, the the n- night before Hannibal's thing came out. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. You, you, yeah. You beat the wire. <laughs> came in right underneath Dr- the wire. He was fucking amazing. Yeah, he was fucking great when I saw him. Fuck like, we love you, Bill. Great. <laughs> he did two hours and change. No opener. Sweatpants. Come out Something like, yeah, like Slippers. a sweatshirt on. Yeah, he had like a sweatshirt <laughs> on. Some university. Some respectability politics university. That's interesting that because uh, in the old days, the when Pryor kind of broke away from and did his own thing, Cosby was the suit and tie guy. And then by the end, he was just like, I'm just going to wear some fucking, fucking sweats. Mess <laughs> and, sl- and slippers. Yeah. And a fucking mess. <laughs> that, uh, I'll just sit down with the, you know, my balls visible through my sweatpants. I don't care. <laughs> no more suits. I don't know if you don't realize I don't wear suits anymore. You've been gone a long time. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad I saw it. So was I. Sorry. I'm glad I got to get I'm glad I got to see it before before I wouldn't have been able to buy a ticket again without feeling guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll feel <like> guilty. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. I've been a whole time trying to buy. Yeah, <laughs> trying to buy it. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy you. I didn't pay for it. I well, know that's <laughs> it. I mean, I saw him. I mean, I didn't. See, that's see, that's what I'm gonna uh, gonna fucking. We'll talk about it off mic. All right. Well, speaking of off mic, let's bring this one home. Oh, listen, people, give him your stuff, Andy. You got something uh, tomorrow. I've got Shaw's Tavern in the neighborhood of Shaw in Washington, D.C. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear our show over the go-go music. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Shaw's Tavern. I need some money. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, April 19th, at Shaw's Tavern in D.C. I think it's 8 o'clock. Uh, the 20th, which is Saturday, uh, Gainesville, Virginia, Club Elite, sponsored by the DC Improv. I'm on that show. I think they got me hosting that one, too. They need a, need some hosts these days. Uh, Sully's Poor House in Herndon, Virginia, Sunday, April 28th. Uh, in May, on the 14th, I'll be at Pass the Mic in the basement of the Comedy Loft. Uh, that's Dominic's show. I don't know if Dominic will be there because he'll on be that one. trying to raise a daughter at that point. Yeah, Randolph's on, on that, that one. one. May 16th through 19th, I will be hosting with Chris Lambert featuring and Paul Verzi headlining at the DC Improv. That's a pretty stacked lineup, if you ask me. That's yeah. three. Uh, that's basically three headliners for the price of one. That well, is yeah. two and a half. Two, yeah, you'll get there, Chris. Fuck you, it's Randolph. <laughs> it's coming. You don't know who he was saying a half to. It could I don't have been, know. Could have been me. Could have been Paul. So, <laughs> uh, but that's uh, market calendars. That's uh, like a month away. But that, those are going to be great shows. And uh, I'll be in the lounge Friday and Saturday at the Improv both uh, nights that weekend as well. So if you don't want to catch one show, you can catch the other. And. Uh, yeah, on July 14th, we're going to see Nas at Wolf Trap with the National Symphony Orchestra. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, May 5th, 6th. I am at, I'm pretty sure it's May 5th and 6th. It's that weekend. Cinco de Mayo weekend? Uh, yeah. Oh, that might be a disaster. Could Actually, be. not in DuPont Circle. I think it's just the gay bars trump the Mexican, the frat bros dressing like Mexicans for Cinco de Mayo. Actually, no. It's and walking not the around fifth and sixth. drunk. Oh God, that's that's mm-hmm. one of those white people going crazy days. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm Mexican! Yay! I mean, that's I uh, sure. Keep summer summertime Santa Con Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> hey, I had tequila. 
Do they do they do SantaCon in in DC? No, no that's a New York thing only. That's strictly New York. Yeah, that's such a dumb that's thing. <laughs> What's the point of that? Just another way to get trashed with a costume. Yeah, basically, it's an excuse to drink. That's all. Like some some people just need go, excuses. Yeah, just go to Hooters and get some wings and <laughs> talk to talk to the server. Talk to little Caitlin. Yeah. Hey, Caitlin. Talk to Caitlin. Oh yeah, what's your major? Who's, just, who's trying to put herself through school? <laughs> yep. And there you are, drooling over her. Hey, Kate, let me ask you a question. Oh, Do you guys have mumbo sauce? May tenth and eleventh. So that would be that's better. Okay. No Cinco de Mayo then. Yeah, no Cinco de Mayo. May tenth and eleventh with Maya Giorgio. So come on out. Do you think man. I could give some dates this time? Huh? <laughs> you want some dates where? You want some dates where? Uh, can I tell some of mine? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm stopping you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, April 18th. So if you're, so that's uh, it, people. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening to the podcast today. We enjoyed uh, having Chris here. <laughs> April 18th is the day this goes up, so that would be tonight. That's t- yeah. You know, see, I, you know, Randolph texted me Friday night. Hey, Chris, can you do us a solid? I did do that. And <laughs> do the podcast. That's exactly and how I, I wrote said, it. You know what? You know what, Randolph? You're in uh, one of my OGs. That's, it, that's what, this is exactly what he texted uh-huh. me back. Are, are two of my OGs. I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. And I spent seven hours of my Saturday. <laughs> Several hours. Uh, Give us your dates. My phone. Give draining your... the battery on my phone. Yeah. Doing this podcast. Yeah, I know in. your listeners are disappointed that it's not Rick <laughs> Younger. Not Rick Younger. Or someone else cool. Chris, I'm disappointed in credit. you. We listen to or you talk about <laughs> talking to women, and we're very disappointed in how you talk to women. Give us your dates. <laughs> Give us your dates. Hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the Del Lago Resort and Casino on April 18th at eight o'clock. Okay. Uh, and in Waterloo, New York, and uh, April 27th. I'll be opening for Jim Florentine at Lucy's Lounge in Pleasantville, New York. Should be fun. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Pleasant, Pleasantville, I will not edit out Whiteville. your uh, your your dates from the podcast. I will not Thank do you. that. Thank you. Please don't. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm doing you a solid. Hey, your boy Jordan Speeds <laughs> in 22nd place on the Masters, Chris. So Nice. By the time this one goes up, there'll already be been a winner. Yeah. So. Who, who will win the Masters? Mm-hmm. I guess we could predict it. It's going to be Tiger. Tiger Woods. It's going to be Tiger. A tearful tiger finally hey, returns. Yeah, and then Donald Trump will show up and congratulate him. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shit, I might cry. He'll congratulate him. It feels so good that Tiger win. <laughs> Maga and Randolph, and Randolph will wish that there was a Superman who yeah, would go back in could, time. Go back in time. Spin the earth. So, yeah. So spin the earth. <laughs> so Tiger doesn't win. Right. Spin the earth. All right, y'all. Come on back. May tenth and eleventh. I'm in D.C. at. Uh, the Comedy Loft with Maya DiGiorgio. So come out there and check that out. If you feel so moved, we want to thank you all so much for coming in. Uh, we want to thank Chris Lamberth again for doing us this solid. He did do us an intense solid. We now know that we can Skype with people. Chris has been our second Skype, our first Skype guest, but second time. Uh, Chris Milner was our first Skype guest. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Milner was our first one. Only Chris's. Only Chris's. All Chris's. Yeah. You got to change your name to Chris. Our next Skype guest will probably be uh, Chris Rod. Uh, Chris Rock. Let's Chris just Rod get Chris Morrow. Rock. We'll get Chris. Chris Rod Morrow. From, uh, Christopher Rod Morrow. Yeah. 
That'll probably be our next one. <laughs> so thanks, y'all. Thanks for coming in. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to send us an email. Let us know what you think. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Chris Lambert. See, he's getting there. <laughs> it's time he's coming along. We're three guys on, and we are out. <laughs>